Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity, and coach clients with confidence. We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work, and that with the right structure, support, and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So how do you learn, qualify, and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching. If you don't know what something's supposed to look like, then how can you correct something to look back at what it is supposed to be? I'm completely baffled, Hayley. What are we talking about <laughs> today's revision bite? So we're on day eight, day revision eight. bite, and it's all about... The skeletal system. Wicked. The skeleton. So we're talking bones. We're talking bones. Do you remember the um, Funny Bones theme tune? Yeah. I don't know. It's on my head. No. Oh, uh, like... Leg bone connected to your... Completely, which, yeah. is, which is really cool because it really, that allows kids to learn, doesn't it? Mm, you know, I, I, I remember that, it. you know, almost 40 years on. So again, just from a revision perspective, mm. there's so many ways of learning and it doesn't just have to be from your manual. It could be via a song. It could yeah. be via an acronym. It could be via... A uh, game on a it. Game. Yeah, exactly. Completely. And we're actually going to talk about getting, if you've got kids, is to get your kids involved today and getting other people involved to learn and memorise the bones. Yeah, exactly. Which can be really, really smart. But ultimately, how you started today is key because so many people ask, fit pros in training, say, why do I need to learn or know the skeletal system like at what point never gonna see their bones never gonna see their bones at what hopefully (laughs) (laughs) but at what point is my client ever gonna care about a long bone the femur or the scapula or that there's however many bones that make up the left and right side of my pelvis and i think because it's so inside our body we don't see it we don't see like whereas we can see the muscles almost we can see the shape of the muscles but actually because the bones the skeletal system creates the structure and the shape of our body it allows us to know what is actually happening in, in the, the body, body. Yeah. whereas when you're like say looking at somebody if you don't know what the shape of the body should look like yeah. then how can you correct somebody and how they're moving to bring them back to that point point? and i think when you're training you go into the gym you go on a lat pull down you can feel and you can see your lats and your biceps working mm. and you go well when i go into the gym that's for pump i'm after but you can't feel your bones working well i want everybody to consider straight up science fact right now that joints act muscles react your bone your sorry your muscles form into tendons tendon on joint uh, must cross for joint and therefore when the muscle contracts it's reacting to the range of movement at a given joint and therefore i must understand what type of bone that is what that bone and, and then the two our, bones that are meeting to the, make that the joint. articulation and architecture of those two joint uh, bones meeting create a joint and what that means in terms of the muscle fiber line and the pull and therefore that now links to uh, planes of movement and axis of movement all embeds doesn't it there's our can of worms and exactly. so i also want to add the kind of a depth here of we must understand the the bones and the structure of bones because ultimately that is you we can't replace our bones no they're you there. can get parts of your bones um oh, replaced replaced and and given but overall you're or not a prosthetic leg yeah but you, in, or fused together but you're not going to get a new femur it's not gonna you've only again. got one you've only got one pelvis you're you know you're not going to get a new one and so it's this preservation of bone That's and understanding good. of what those bones do for the longevity of our health going into older age and of course yesterday we talked about older populations and we know that 
osteoblasts build, B for blasts, and yeah. osteoclasts collapse and therefore break down. And we know that once we reach full adulthood in our late 20s, we are in favour of osteoclasts over osteoblasts. Which means our bone density drops which means and our... starts to decrease and over then time. for ladies, as you hit menopause, obviously the, one of the key hormones here would be um, estrogen. And now the and imbalance... that basically impacts bone density as well. So then bone density reduces even further. And so how we go about challenging our skeletal system, because adding impact into our bone makes it more compact mm. and therefore... Um, challenges our bones from a progressive overload it It stresses it which allows it to stay stronger keeps the density in place and that means that you're literally in a place whereby the more weight bearing activity you do the stronger the bones become and of course you've got different types of marrow you like the bones are the ultimate reservoir for life for your body so just like you know we live down in plymouth and we get all our water from burrito which is the reservoir yes okay in all i i must drink water daily for me to survive and that's the reservoir Mm -hmm. in order for my body to survive okay my reservoir is my bones yes and i like seeing them as a reservoir because there's that like that's where the creation of our blood cells happens if you think about the reservoir up on the moors yeah okay and wherever you live you'll have a reservoir where you're getting your water from to your house at certain times of the year, that reservoir will lower you draw down. Upon it more. More, will draw upon it and it won't be replenished. Mm. And at other times of the year, during the winter, when it's raining, like It'll it is now, up. it will fill back up. And that's exactly what's happening with your bones. It's constantly replenishing. My femur is not the same femur as it was last year. It's a totally different set of, mm. of cells and, and bone. Yeah. Which is incredible to it's think that we're constantly recycling. Because it just looks the same. Yes. Yeah, but actually the regeneration of it that, shows how we're continually from the moving. Fit, from the components of fitness and therefore how I apply the, the principles of training, but also from the principles of nutrition, which we're yet to cover in the Nutrition Bites. Yeah. Okay, which would be quite nice potentially to do in the next couple of days. Yeah. But what we put in our body impacts the health of our bones as well. Hmm. I which mean, is, just amazing. Like I love, I'm so always baffled by the body, yes. like how it all fits together so perfectly. But at level two, um, the skeletal system is where you get introduced at level two anatomy, basically. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily get touched much at level three anatomy. Well, this is this Because there's an assumption of learning, right? I mean, in the grand scheme of things, there's not a great deal to learn. Um, well, the going... structure of a long bone, the types of bones, and the names of the bones, the locations of the bones, and also knowing the two different skeletal systems that we have in our body. Yeah, so you've got your, let's start axial there. Axial your... and your appendicular. Okay, and, and I really like this because you've got the laws of ones and twos for yeah, it. Yeah, I like it. We've this. done a blog for this, so we can link to this blog as well, which will be in the show notes. Yeah. So the laws of ones and twos. The laws of the ones and twos basically means... on the ones and twos. Um, <laughs> don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> um, so the laws of the ones and twos means that if there is one of them, of these bones in your body, then it will be inside... The, the axial, axial skeleton. So an example of that, you've only got one skull. One cranium. Yeah, one exactly. cranium, yeah. One rib cage. One rib cage. One of each of your vertebra. So you've only got one L5. Exactly. You've only got one spine. Yeah. Whereas if it's you there's two of something, for example, you've got two femurs, you've got left and right, you've got two... Two hands, you've two got two hands. sides of the pelvis, you've got two scapula. You've... Then it has to fit into the appendicular skeletal system so if law of the one is that it's axial law of the two is that it's appendicular there you go so you've got reservoirs 
<laughs> okay yeah. and so then you think about the replenishment of the red and yellow bone marrow and all of those types of things now you've got laws of ones and twos exactly there we go like I, what more can you ask for from a revision this. bite it's great um and then you also need to know the names and locations of every bone in the body not every bone not every not all 200 and whatever of them. well it's 206 bones and before anybody like calls us out on that yes there are more bones for different age groups and if you go and google it you might find that some people have more bones than other and it like but for the purposes of level pub two, pub quiz and the, answer. No, it's not even pub quiz answer. I'm I'm not going to let you. I'm not going <laughs> to let you devalue de it. For the purposes of level of two syllabus. level two syllabus and human anatomy, it's the correct answer would be two hundred and six. Nice. So you know that's that's fact. Yeah. <laughs> as far as Absolutely. I'm concerned. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you need to know the name of them and where they are. So you but should not be... all two hundred and six. No, just the main <laughs> ones that would uh, come up. So they should be in your manual really high. I won't go through each of them. Well, let's but think of the laws and ones and twos. Those are the overall yeah. our bones that we should be knowing for you know. So we should understand a lot about the spine. We should understand about the pelvis, the the upper leg, the lower leg. We need to understand the global terms of the hands and feet of metacarpals exactly, and tarsals. As but opposed, you don't need to know the individual cuneiforms and different Yeah, and tar cuboids yeah. And, and whatnot in the feet. Yeah, completely. But you do need to know ulna, radius, tibia, fibia, yes. you know, scapula. That's, yeah. That's exactly it. Perfect. So when we're sort of breaking it down and learning it, there's loads of different ways you can learn. I have lots of people asking me, like, should I buy a little mini skeleton and label it? I don't know if that's necessarily well, you, the you thing. You have. This is where we said about getting other people involved. You are. You have your own skeleton. Exactly. And Granted, if you've you got see it. And if you've got kids, you've got little mini skeletons, <sighs> skeletons, skeletons running around as well. Yeah. And so I'm a, I'm a really big fan of getting other people involved because and yourself involved because that makes learning more fun. It and doesn't interactive become interactive and quizzy. Yeah. And, and very, you know, I'm I'm not a reading person. And oh, so if no. I can be kinesthetic and I can feel and I could I, I'm going to learn so much quicker. Yes. So if I'm going to learn bones, what I would rather do and the skeletal system is get a pack of post-it notes. I was going to say post-it notes, that's okay. perfect. Yeah. And we learn best as well when we teach somebody else. Mm. So, you know, a lot of people turn around to us and they say, oh, you know anatomy really well. And I'm like, well, I've been teaching it for over a decade now. And every time I talk about it, I learn it in a different way. Yeah, it's true. And so when, we, when you teach it to somebody else, you'll be amazed at how quickly you learn. So if you have got kids or you could do this with a partner, um, you can or, or even have it as, as like a... I've actually had one, one uh, learner on one-to-one, -one. they didn't have anybody and it was on lockdown. They got a, a roll of wallpaper, yeah. okay, or AO bit of paper. They drew out a skeleton, but they talked to this bit of paper and you might think, hold on a minute, they're going crazy. They actually <laughs> but being very, able to write uh, it. Yeah, or, and, and verbalise it. We yeah. learn what we hear ourselves say. But if you've got somebody to do it with, even better. And I like a little, them, yeah, I like a lovely way of doing this is if you give them, the other person, your completed list and diagram showing where everything is, and then you have the little post-it notes with all those words written on it, you then literally stick it on them, on the humerus, on the femur, on the radius, on the ulna, and they can check that you're right because they've basically got the answers with them. Perfect. And it's a really good quizzing thing. You can do that with muscles, you can do it with bones. Effectively, that's like a mock question, isn't it? Yeah. They've got a bit of paper that says um, humerus, and you're like, okay, so where is that? You've got no 
clue as where it to be, okay? You've got to recall it from your memory. And guess what? If you get it wrong, you get it wrong. It, it's such a safe environment to so learn. So much more fun as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then we've also got another way of doing it, which has worked incredibly well um, within the revision boot camps, but also on some of our one-to-ones we have, where we just but ultimately batch it into three things. And we said the other day, we learn um, five plus or minus two things. So here's our three-step formula to learning a bone. Yeah, so you'd start off with or the, the name of a bone yeah, and where exactly. it is. exactly. So you'd start off with the, the name in the anatomical term, so like femur, for femur, example. Yeah. Then you put it in your own words, which would be my thigh bone. Or leg bone. Yes, or leg bone, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. So it goes in your own words. And then you link that to the actual type of bone, which in this case is a long bone. So it would be femur, thigh, thigh long, long bone. bone. And then you just link those three together whilst you're touching that, that particular and that's area. that's the other side to it. It's actually like getting it, if you haven't got anyone there. As actually, I'm saying this, I'm like tapping yeah, my leg. Like tap your leg. <laughs> and you're like, okay, so that's a long bone. I can see that it could be a long bone. It's in my upper leg. It's my thigh. And you, you've now got three or four different ways of, of learning it. Things like cranium, touch your head and go, oh, it's my head. It's a flat bone. Things like saying tarsals, they're in my ankle and touching that part of your ankle and then going, they're short bones. Perfect. So you can literally like remember the bone type, where it is in your words, because there's no point just learning it in random yeah. words and not knowing where it is. Yeah. And then know it in the anatomical language. Superb. So you're going to go anatomical language. So the, the actual name. Yeah. Then in your words, yep. step two and step three is the, the category type. or the type of bone. Mm. I like really it. Really powerful. And then it you've is. kind of got most of the information you need to know about that bone from an assessment point of view from level two. And um, then I and suppose it allows only, you to understand it too, doesn't it? I think the only kind of addition to that that you'd then learn at level three, which comes in with learning muscles, would be specific attachment points. So there's certain mm. bony landmarks that you would want to or parts of a bone which like on for some example bones, instead of just the pelvis or the ilium you might have the superior the yeah, anterior, anterior superior, superior, superior iliac spine, spine or the iliac crest or you might say um, my tibial tuberosity which is on my tibia where yeah. my quads insert or you might say the the medial inferior angle of my scapula so that's where an anatomical line i think the, the difference between level two and level three is then anatomical language things like superior being the uppermost inferior being the lowermost anterior, and then anterior front, posterior, posterior back, medial lateral and really understanding Inside, what outside. it is yeah so it's not what you need to know any more about the skeletal system as such it's more about the location you know what of... though people that struggle with this at level three is because they didn't learn the basics of the bone at level two yes so if you know that that's the femur once you now learn the terminology at level three it's of anterior superior you start with femur and then you go Oh, well, it's just front like, and top. Yeah, it's just like learning the heart, isn't it? At level two, you learn the, the fundamental core yeah. stuff. And then at level three, it's like, oh, I just needed to know more about the valves. And I needed to know a little bit more about the, the left circumflex coronary artery, that type of exactly. thing. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, amazing. And then I think, what, why, why do we need to know this? You, you summed it up a minute ago of like this, this human x-ray machine of posture. Like if I know that... The bones should be in a particular place, okay? And articulate with the bone above it or below it in a particular way. And that joint is a hinge joint or a, a ball and socket joint, joint or a gliding yeah. joint. I can now look at my client during a squat, a deadlift, a pull-up, any exercise, a press-up and go, 
Okay, that's where the skeletal system is meant to be. I think one of my favourite ways of looking at this is if you look at the spine and the natural curves of the spine that you're expecting, if somebody's really hunched over and they've got that kyphotic posture whereby there's that hunching of the thoracic spine, at that point you're like, that's not really where it's supposed to be because you know how much angle you're expecting. You know what the bones are supposed to look like. So if somebody's in an exaggerated position... You're like, ah, it's not quite the X-ray I imagined. Now I can give them an internal coaching cue or an external co- coaching cue. I could, I could pause them and stop them, or I could give them another demo to improve their technique and improve their posture. Exactly. Knowing yes. that, knowing that the spine should have two convex, two concave curves. Knowing that the head should be up and slightly pointing forward in a press up, for example. Yeah, and um, the ear in line with the shoulders. Yeah, and yeah. and now I can analyze exercise and say, well. How does how should the body move in a lat pull down? Mm. And you can really start breaking. Where it down. should my elbows be? And like even if you look at the scapula, for example, yeah. So the shoulder blades at the back, you think about how they're moving, and you do the lat pull down, and you can see on someone nice and lean, you can see like the the scapula starting to move. So as you see it move, is it moving how you expected it to and move? Yes. Does it look like the X-ray you imagined? And that's what I love about our set, not just our level two and level three, but more so the special population the exercise referral yeah. course and and i'm gonna say the level four obesity course to a degree but there's no assessment, squat assessment boot camp. the squat assessment boot camp but the actual practical like the level four low back pain practical is what i like yeah. because now we're really getting into the nitty-gritty of saying an exercise referral of saying how is the body meant to move can i correct this person based on my knowledge and me being confident in my knowledge to say that's okay that's good actually pause where you are let me let me show you again what we're after in this exercise yes yeah and, and, the, and the power of that is you can actually improve their performance and yeah completely but ultimately you're walking in and going what am i looking at well i'm looking at the two ankles left and right and making comparisons when i'm looking at the knees left and right making comparisons when i'm the making hips. comparisons to the hips and i'm going to walk around the side and look at it from a sagittal view and go okay the left is slightly out. Then I walk round to a frontal and go, okay, so the knees aren't tracking the toes. You've highlighted something really important there. And you've become this human x-ray machine of like... Which is my, all the way round. It's my, not one view. But my observational skills have just been catapulted because I now know and I'm confident in the knowledge of the skeletal system. Exactly, yeah. Yes. And, and that's what it's got to be. Like, you've, how can like you, you say, you've you got can't... to look all the way round. You've got to compare one side to the other. But you've also got to compare to what you see in front of you compared to what was in your mind's eye of the of anatomical, position, anatomical position anatomical position of 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 neutral and, and then extension. those discrepancies are the postural compensations that you then want to go and help correct or exactly. highlight and flag up about something else that's so going on this knowledge is ultimately making you the ultimate human x-ray machine to go and look at the client live on session and perhaps record them and look after and go that's what it's meant to be like. This is how I'm going to progress for client and have progressive overload and adaptability and reversibility and force for plateau or whatever you're going to do in the principles. Here's all the principles. And you bring it all back in. And you go, well, in which case we're going to spend more time and be slightly biased to muscular strength and we're going to still do flexibility, but I'm just going to put it on a bit of a simmer. Yeah, because you know how the body's supposed to be. Perfect. And I think the to find out what your big takeaway is from this, the, the hashtag I'd like you to use in the Inner Circle Facebook Perfect. group has got to be hashtag human x-ray. So put in hashtag human x-ray machine. Let us know what your big takeaway has been. If you're yet to make a comment, I really, I'd love, I'd love it for you to, to just go yeah. in and let us know. If it's the first time you've posted, if you're brand new to the, the Inner Circle in our Facebook group, the links are below. Let us know what your big takeaway has been and... 
varies today's revision by all about yeah. the skeletal system. And stay tuned because tomorrow we're going joints. Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity and coach clients with confidence. We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work and that with the right structure, support and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So how do you learn, qualify and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching.